And the podcast will begin in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Ladies and gentlemen, good friend of mine, Mark Parpaco. Hello, everybody. What's up, Mark? Oh, I'm good. You know what? Both of us were destined to be friends. Really? Yes, because I have my name in your last name. Oh. <laughs> that, 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 that's so true, though. Right? That's so true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the reality is, the reason why they called me Paco was because my last name is Ares Paco Chaga. Mm-hmm. So you naman par Paco. Mm, Ako yeah. Ares Paco. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I'm but, surprised you didn't even go by the name of Paco because that, that's the reason why I just went by the name of Paco because of my last name. Uh, blame it on the parents. <laughs> what 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 what's your nickname? Uh anong nickname? Uh it would be it would be well, it would be <clears throat> what they call me at home would be because my name is Mark Timothy. Uh, right? Marty. So you combine that and they kind of they kind of call me Timmy at home. Timmy? Yeah, Not Timmy. even Marty? No, no Marty. Okay. No, no Marty of the sort. So I grew up with that name. Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. Or, in, sc- in school, what did they yeah. call you in school? Uh, Mark. First wow, name. Solid. First name, yeah. First name. Um, no one's ever called you MT? MT, no. No, no. No one has until, t- until right now. Uh, <laughs> but it would be nice to call you full as opposed to empty. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> anyway. To all of you watching and to all of you listening, Mark Parpa, and to all of you lazy enough to actually read the description, <laughs> my guest tonight is actually 2017's um, Guitar Center Drum Off Champion. The 28th, was it the 28th? Uh, 27th, 28th, 28th. I kind of forget. Yeah, 28th. 28th. You, yeah, 28th. you, were, you were the 28th mm-hmm. Guitar Center Drum Off Champion that yes. was held back in 2017. Yeah, January. Oh, just remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Not only was it like yesterday, you were younger when mm-hmm. this happened. No? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be 23 very soon. Uh, I was 19 at the time. Wow. Yeah, 19, yeah. Time goes by. <laughs> and, and guys, I'll post the link in the description below so you can watch this, this, this guy play. He'll totally blow you away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, parang, parang, let's go back, huh? How okay. old were you when you learned how to play the drums? Mm, mm, good question. Uh, well, first of all, I would say <clears throat> it was a God-given gift um, because I think uh, I was brought up <clears throat> in a Christian household. Amen. So, uh, you know, by the grace of God, <clears throat> we went to church <laughs> ever since day one. Uh, even when I was born, like, mom was never on, like, you know, uh, allowed to stay home. She just went to church. With the, with me as the baby, so um, <clears throat> I think I started uh, hitting the drums at least around age two. Wow! Yeah, around age two. But this wasn't like I was like no, no one taught me what whatsoever. So I just I think it was you know after service. You no, know, Filipino churches, of course. They, 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 while they while they were doing potluck. You yeah, were, you exactly, were. exactly. See, that's how, that's how we were brought up. So, uh, during the potluck, I just sat there. Not, I was bored out of my mind. I think, and then I just picked up the pair of sticks and started playing. Yeah. When well, you were two, but when did you consciously know you were playing the drums? Ooh, um, <clears throat> has like, like oh my god, these are sticks. Yeah, these are sticks. Um. Had to be, had to be when I was like, well, I would say 
still okay. I would say three. I would say three. One one year after because you were consciously aware that I'm actually going to go pick up some sticks and bang it on the drums. Okay, no, two two years after five five five. Because uh, three three years old, uh, my grandma from my mom's side saw me playing drums when I was you know a young boy. So she gifted me <coughs> a toy drum set. In our apartment now, of course, nice. we, were in, we were we were in an apartment, so of course I couldn't play it too much. So, uh, but that was like my little formal introduction to the wow. instrument. So, um, but I was not conscious of it again until <clears throat> say five. And I believe you. You know why I believe you? Because I have a five-year-old daughter. Oh, who's very good at drawing? Okay, who's very good at um, at coloring? Mm. She's a colorist. Oh wow! And at five, so <clears throat> she was like. Dad, will you draw with me? I go, sure. Sure. <laughs> and then she has all these crayons, and mm. she's, she's like, draw a flower. Mm. I go, okay, what color do I need? Here, you'll need green. You'll need mauve. Mauve? <laughs> What's that? The heck are you talking about? <laughs> and this, this, this lady is five years old, huh? huh. And she knows her color coordination and all that stuff. And it's... Amazing. So yeah, I believe you when yeah. you say at five, you were <clears throat> consciously aware you were playing the drums. Yeah, it's also because um, <clears throat> the the drummer that was there, of course, he was a taller person, so I was not able to hit right. the, the bass drum pedal. Right. So when I just took a random stool from a flower pot oh. uh, and then I was able to sit on it and actually hit the, the, the bass drum with my wow. foot, then I, that's when I was like, I was conscious that, oh, I'm playing drums now. Now, when did you start? Um, when did you start being coordinated behind the drums? Had to be, yeah, had to be five or six. I'm not. What was going through a five year old? Now, the reason why we're talking about this uh-huh. is because I know that there are parents out there right. who probably might be encouraging, discouraging their kids because mm-hmm. they might think their kids are too young. Mm. But I believe that's the right age to oh. form good habits for. Oh yeah. Oh right. yeah, yeah, and like because <clears throat> my parents knew where I was. <laughs> they were having a potluck, eating with the church, uh, and I was in the sanctuary just playing. <laughs> um, so, but five or six, but five or six, you were aware yeah. of coordination that this goes here, this mm-hmm. goes, their left hand goes there, the Be- right foot goes here, right, right, because the other drummer did it. So when I saw that, I was just like, okay, you were never intimidated by it. Hmm. No, no, not really. Um, I think at first I was intimidated by performing. I never performed until like I was like age seven. So the the me getting used to the coordination thing was just all solo. Like I was, I had so much time on my hands, so I just sat down and I just you know try to do something. With Are you one of those kids that actually <clears throat> you know the the cliche story of? Yeah, I used my pillows as my drum set. Mm. Were you one of those kids? You can say that, but it's different. It's not pillows. What do you use? I think uh, when we went to Chinese restaurants, it was chopsticks. Chopsticks mm-hmm. on, yeah, on, so on, I was, on plates. Yeah, so I was that annoying kid in the <laughs> in the Chinese restaurant. And uh, yeah, just picked up <laughs> chopsticks and uh, just, you know, did something. Uh, parents got annoyed by it. It was funny, but I, I, that was like my <laughs> formal introduction to, you know, just just playing. Did your did your did your mom and dad finally say this guy needs lessons? Did you go formal? Uh you know what? 
fortunately, I mean, they, they always, they always believe that, you know, they always believe that like, hey, I should get some lessons, but fortunately my mom's family, my uncle specifically, uh, he was musically inclined. He's a professional drummer. Yeah. So, so he taught you the rudiments and all that stuff. Uh, not, no, you know what? He did not. He did not. He just taught me. So unfair, your yeah, uncle. Yeah. Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think what he taught me was the basic fundamentals of dynamics and feel. Dynamics yeah. and feel. Let's, let's go there. Huh? Uh-huh. And I want to go there because I remember. Do you know Bui Meneses of Parroquia ni Edgar? Oh, no. So there's this popular band in the Philippines called Parroquia ni Edgar. Again, guys, you are witnessing a generation gap right now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Mark is actually young enough to be my son. So, <laughs> so this this um this band Parroquia ni Edgar, uh-huh. um, I love their bassist. He's actually mm. he uh on season two of Paco's Place as well. Mm. He has a podcast episode, yes. so I'll put the link in the description as well. <clears throat> this guy and me jammed for the first time. Wow, and. After the gig, his comment was, dang, we're so tight. I mm-hmm. actually felt, I actually felt us bass and drums there, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, what was it? Was it your dynamics? That's what he said. Mm-hmm. That's what he asked me. And I said, yeah. And he's yeah. like, I've never actually played with a lot of drummers who had mm-hmm. a control of dynamics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's very... Very important. Very important. Of course. I see a lot of drummers mm-hmm. who are very good rudimentally, yes. uh, technique-wise, mm-hmm. but they suck at dynamics. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. And at a young age, you were taught that by your uncle. Yeah, that was actually my, my, my second lesson. My first lesson was actually, he told me to give a hug to my parents. That's Why? Because... Okay, I did. I did. I, I, I mean, I listened because he was my uncle. But, of course, I didn't understand why at the time. But that was my, basically my mindset from here on out. Ever since I always, every time I go on the drums, whether it's for church or it's a secular gig, like, he told me, that's the mindset you must have when you approach the drums. You know, when you sit down, you treat it like it's yours. You treat it like you love it. You, you treat it like you really, really love the instrument and you really want to get to know it better. So, the fact that I... Hug my parents is the same mindset. Cause, oh, ganda. Yeah, because my parents, my parents, my, my dad specifically, he was the one that bought me my first drum set. <clears throat> yeah, so when, when that happened, that was when I had my first lesson with my uncle. And that was, nice. that was my task. It was, no, was very interesting. No rudiments whatsoever. I, I was not taught how to play, a, like hold a stick. It was none of that. Like, or how, how to do gospel chops or anything like that. It, my first lesson was to go and hug your parents. Yeah. So you got that. It became a mantra. Mm-hmm. Then second lesson was dynamics. Dynamics. Yeah. How did he, how did he teach you that? Oh. <clears throat> um, <coughs> so my uncle doesn't know how to play guitar, but he's wanting me to get the idea. So he just picks up a guitar, plugs it in, and he wants me to play with him. Uh, so he did, but he told me, to just analyze the situation. He didn't say that, like, specific. Of course, I was a young boy, so I don't know what analyze means. But he wants me Awareness, to, right? He had, yeah, awareness. He wanted you to be aware, aware. of what was going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, Yeah. so <clears throat> when he was playing quiet, he wanted me to play quiet. And it, this was just 
a simple rock beat. You got one, two, three, four, uh, hi-hat, eighth notes. That's it. Um, but you adjust your tone to the guitar sound, right? So when he was playing quiet, I played quiet. And then when he goes loud, I go loud. That's, that, was, that was pretty much the idea that he was going for. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Oh my God, I'm, I'm so proud of you right now for actually <laughs> saying what you're saying because, <laughs> because situational awareness will really earn you the respect of your peers. Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I kind of developed that mindset ever since. Like, and that allows you to jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that allows me to jam. And that allows me to jam in almost any situation. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can go to an open mic. Yeah. Nothing set up. Yeah. Or the house kit. Is not like, even knowing what's going on. Not even knowing what's going on. Situational awareness kicks mm-hmm. in. Boom, you're there. Yeah, it's just, you know, you get into that moment where you're just like feeling everything. And then all of a sudden, let's just play some drums. Yeah. You know? So that, that's, yeah. that's, that's, it was very important to me. So were you ever, were you ever invited to join your praise and worship team? I was. <laughs> how, how old? Uh, seven. That was, seven. Yeah, that was my first time. They kicked the drummer out or did they start another service? <laughs> no, no. Um, we, me and him, uh, we're still great friends, by the way. Um, but me and him, we just switch. And mm-hmm. uh, it's actually almost every time my father led, led praise and worship, then I would play with him. Okay. Yeah. Because, of course, son, son and father. So. How does it feel playing with your dad? Oh, it's good. <laughs> I love playing with my dad. Um, most how, many, of, how, many, wait, how many siblings do you have? One. Yeah, so, so what's just, the what's the Parpaka household look like? What does it look like? Mom, dad, brothers, br- brother, 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 sister, sister. brother, sister. Perfect yeah. family setup. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Yeah, and like when dad realized it was a girl, and he's like, "Honey, that's it." <laughs> that, that's are it, you the so. eldest? I am the eldest. Yes, You're the eldest. Yes. So, um, what do you mean by family household? What do you mean? Like, like. Were you more of um, a tight knit family, or oh. everybody did their own thing? Oh. Because like dad bought you a drum kit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm looking back. My dad actually hated the fact that I played an instrument. Wow. He wanted me to be um, an architect. He wanted me to be that. Mm-hmm. I was the only guy in the family that actually held an instrument and had to ditch college just to mm. make a point. Yeah. So no support there. So I went against the grain. Mm-hmm. But, that's why I'm 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 very curious because okay. you had that environment of love and support in of your course. family. Yeah, how uh, was it? Oh, it was good. Um, I think bring uh, your mic down, by the way. Oh, sure, sure. There you go. Um, I think uh, oh, our family was very, very we were tight knit. Of course, um, I think I was typical of almost every Filipino family, unless you go against what they want. Um, but uh, we were very close, absolutely, and we still are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to. Okay, we still are. Um, I still live with them. So, uh, and they're they're uh, amazing people, uh, lovers of God, and uh, praise God for that. Um, but <clears throat> our family, uh, they worked so hard to uh, come to the states, you know, because they were all from the Philippines, and so this is why we're like very tight, tight knit, because uh, our whole family. <laughs> From both sides, uh, they're in California now. So, um, I mean, there's there's a little exclusion of some people, but mostly all of our family is in uh, California. So my cousins are in California. My uncles and aunties uh, are in California, with the exception 
of my uncle and my aunt, one of one of my uncles and my aunt. Um, but mostly, they're here. Yeah, they're here. They're here. You were so. born here. I was. Mm. I was. I was uh, Cedar Sinai. Wow. <laughs> yeah, in, in L.A. <laughs> now, this you know it's 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 such a blessing hearing all these stories from you, mm. you know because what I sense in you mm. is a heart of gratefulness. Oh yeah. Was there ever a time that you rebelled against your parents? Mm, that's a good question. I'm saying this on the air. <laughs> uh, I would say there's there's some, but not not enough to have a recollection in my head. Uh, of course, like were there, were there times wherein your mom or dad would say, "No drums today." No, actually, no, no. They actually never did that. Yeah, and, and, and that that was very nice of them. Um, but they knew. And you were what? grateful for this, right? That they oh, never yeah. stopped you with your no, passion. No, they did. They did not. Uh, in fact, like I still go to school right now in pursuance of a of a degree. But what 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 what? It's a uh, uh, mathematics. Mathematics. The heck? Yeah, math major. I know, weird, huh? But I I like the subject. But uh-huh. but um, what they what they said is don't stop playing. Yeah. So they know like I have a busy schedule with uh school school and stuff but they always encourage me like you know that's why i have a youtube channel you know so uh they always encourage me like dude every end of the month post a post post a cover on yeah. youtube yeah, yeah they always they always encourage me like like don't stop like we're not telling you to stop how does it feel to have parents actually push you to, toward your passion oh it's good it's good um, now, is, is 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 drumming really your passion or is it math be honest oh it's definitely drums uh, absolutely. Yeah. Why didn't you? Why didn't you take up music in college? Mm, uh, that's a good question because uh, I think I think it was just my parents wanted me to, you know, ha- have an open mind a little bit. Uh, not, but it's math. Yeah, one plus one will always be two. How that, open-minded can you be? Yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> I I was um, the thing was actually growing up. Uh, my my initial goal when it came to school was to be an engineer. Nice. Yeah, to be an engineer. And then I took an engineering class and I hated it. (laughs) I hated it. And um, I realized that, you know, I know the money is there, but it's, it's not for me. I'm not, I'm not enjoying it. So uh, the fact, the fact of the matter is I was doing very well in math. Okay. So I pursued that instead. And we'll see how it goes from there. So after math, is it, this is more like this is more applied math or just math? Uh, math with an yeah. emphasis on teaching. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, imagine you become a professor. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. You don't want to be a session musician or, or something like that. You know, I have I have thought of that. I have thought of that. So you were at a crossroad mm-hmm. of being a session musician, of course. And uh, why? How do I say this? Why did you have second thoughts? Mm, yeah, because uh, uh, <clears throat> was there someone in your in your family or in your life who discouraged you from actually saying, from, from actually pursuing that route? Well, I think it's more of uh, more more me. I think because uh, you know there there was a time where you know after the drum off there was nothing coming my way. Uh, I was. With a band at the time, but uh, no longer. Mm. So, because uh, we we all moved and we all went our separate ways. 
Uh, so uh, because of that, you know, it kind of, and also because it was because of the pandemic too, that, that played a huge factor. Um, and the fact that uh, I'm only working at uh, the church that I really love going to and worshiping God there. So um, I'll, it's also because, you know, this notion that uh, I didn't, I did not know that my parents uh, put aside funds, college funds for you for me. Yeah. I did not know that um, because every time it was my birthday, they actually had adequate uh, funds enough to, you know, buy me a gift. So I always assume like, okay, they're broke. You know, they're not going to, they're not going to support me for college, but no, they had enough funds for college. Aren't you, aren't you, you're, you're blessed now. Do you consider yourself, do you know you're blessed? Oh yeah. Yeah. By, by. You're grateful for being blessed. Yeah. By his grace only. Amen. Yeah. That's great. I agree. Yeah. Now let's talk about the drum off. Mm -hmm. What made you compete? Ooh. Are you competitive in by nature? No. After the drum off, no. <laughs> I am a humble person. <laughs> but uh, before the drum off, okay, I would think so. Let's take a break, mm-hmm. a short break, and then let's talk about that. Okay, okay. yeah, we'll be back with Mark Parpaco. <laughs> Let's talk about this. You said before the break, mm-hmm. when I asked you if you were competitive, you said after the break, uh, after, after the, the drum off, you became a humble person. Mm-hmm. Explain. Explain. Okay, I, w- I shall explain. Uh, I think... By the way, would you recommend drummers to actually join a drum off competition? Oh, of course. Okay. By, by, any mean, by any means possible, yeah. Uh, let's, um, let's start your journey. Yeah, start the journey. Uh, so... I actually got the drive to compete. Actually, it wasn't from my parents. Actually, it was actually from my high school band teacher at uh. West Covina High School, mm-hmm. named Steve Olivas. Shout, Shout out. out! Shout out to you, um, amazing band director. But he was a great drummer. Um, he taught me. You guys had a more of like a whiplash relationship, no? No. Yes. Yes. I What's think, the tempo? Yeah, I, 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 I think so. You know, he he taught me very good stuff. From my freshman year all the way to senior, senior years in high school, and I was in his jazz band all my years in high school. Okay. So he taught me how to play jazz like the way I play jazz now. So <laughs> I, I I would not have my my jazz chops without the contribution of him, uh, Mr. O, Mr. O. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about that. Uh, he was the one that encouraged me to actually do the drum off competition. And then really? my parents were like, let's do it. Yeah. How many people com- uh, compete for this competition? Oh for my this gosh. Competition? At, at the time, I say at the time because they're no longer doing it because Guitar Center is in a little bit of a mess. But mm. um, at the time, more than 5,000, 3,000 to 5,000 drummers from all over the United States compete for this you know, single prize. And you knew that, right? Oh, yeah. I knew that. I now, knew that. <clears throat> Looking at the top of the mountain, mm-hmm. did you actually visualize and envision yourself as the person at the top of the mountain? I did. You did. I did. Yeah. Um, but You'd, but I, I, please explain further because let's, let's, other people would say, oh, "Maybe I can one baby step at a time." But you looked at the mountain. Yeah. 
and said, yep, that's me at the top of the mountain. <laughs> well, let's be specific because um, the, I think everyone's goal, that, that was, in, in my opinion, was actually to get there, to, to the finals. See, and finals. Yeah, exactly. And, but, the, and the goal stops there. But mm-hmm. you just said that your goal was yeah, not to be the, a finalist. Yeah, I wanted, was to be I wanted to win, yeah. so champion. Uh-huh. So that was my goal. So uh, what was the question again? Question, did you see yourself at the top of the mountain? Yes, or? yes, I did. So let me explain. Um, <clears throat> it was actually a lesson from the first time I did it, which was uh, 2016. That was the first time I did it. Uh, what was up, your vision then at, in 2016? Oh, to do your best to come come to the finals because it was it so was so different goal, di- different goal. Yeah, just to it was just a guinea pig. Hold on, <laughs> at least people. Because again, the reason why I'm asking you this question mm-hmm. when I at age 10 I said I was going to be a rock star. Mm, you are because I said the same thing at age 10. Mm-hmm. At age 10 and. Um, at age, I kid you not, guys. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't want to. This is not to impress you guys, but to impress upon you that you have, you have to manifest it in your head, and you mm-hmm. have to live it in inside of you before it comes out, right? Yeah. So, as a young kid, remember, no musical experience, no musical background, no musical DNA. Mm-hmm. I said I was going to be a songwriter, mm. and you are, and I am. <laughs> I said I was going to be a. I can't, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'll say it. I said I was going to be a matinee idol. Mm. <laughs> and it happened for a while. <laughs> I don't, without any plastic surgery. Mm. But I looked like a, I looked like, uh, I was, I was pangit. Pangit, pangit ako nung bata. Mm. Sobrang pangit ako nung Are bata. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's why my mom and dad said, go get a career in architecture. I, I think nothing's going to. Okay, mom, dad. <laughs> And then I said I was going to be a drummer, uh, uh-huh. but I couldn't dance and I couldn't carry a beat. But mm-hmm. I said I was going to be one. Okay. And I did. But then again, looking back and talking to you and talking to other people, the common, the common denominator is we are who we said we will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree. So in 2016, you probably said, the finals. I get to the finals, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Did you get to the finals in 2016? No, I did not. I came up short. She came up short. <clears throat> yeah, round two, I think. But mm. see, when the, uh, 2017, when you said, I can see myself at the top of the mountain, mm-hmm. yeah. you actually tapped that board and you were at the top of the mountain, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay, um, let's go back now. 2016 mm-hmm. first, go. 2016. So, <clears throat> guinea pig run, I would say, because I, was, I did not know what the heck was going on. The octopad was a thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, um, I would... I would go ahead. I would even just go straight forward and just argue that the octopad was necessary to win. I didn't believe that. Um, like that octopad behind you? Yeah, the octopad was necessary to win because... Why? Because everyone was using it. Yeah, from 2011. I don't know if you watch all the Guitar Center drama videos, but when I was competing, that's all I watched. All the Guitar Center drama videos that they posted, um, even including the ones who did not win. Because most of those drummers that you see that competed in the finals, they're already playing drums for big, big people already. Wow. And they, they, they didn't even win. Okay. Wow. So I remember this one guy, his name is Devon Taylor. Uh, he competed twice uh, in the finals, lost both. Right. But now 
you look at him, I mean, he, the dude is playing for Justin Bieber. Dude's dude was playing for uh, right, uh, just big name big artists, names, big yeah. names. Yeah. So I was just like, that's the, maybe that's the reason why, you know, those drummers who wanted to go to the, do who wanted to compete in the drum off have this common denominator where the goal is to make it to the finals. Maybe that's why. So. Yeah, just to get noticed. Yeah, just to get noticed because that's basically how um, they can get a good, you know, jump start. Yeah, because it's career. a good thing on their resume. Yeah, of course. Drum off finalist, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I wanted to say drum off champion. That's the difference. So, anyway, <laughs> sidetrack. Uh, so round one, uh, it was 2016. Um, I didn't believe in that. I wanted to prove the judges wrong in any way, sense, shape, or form that. I can go all the way <laughs> without the octopad. So, what was so significant about the octopad? So, I I don't I don't really know, but I think it was just more of a musical aspect. You know, the I think the guitar center drum off was kind of shying away from a generic or general drum solo, just drums, and they wanted to make it more musical uh. in a sense. So, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense, you know, you, but the thing was, like, you weren't supposed to trigger any loops right. with the Octopad. You had to hit it. Right. You had to hit it, one, and one sound comes out, that's it. Um, so, but there is uh, a little bit of loopholes when you can add in some delays mm. and stuff like that. So you're basically creating music yes. with, with the Octopad and soloing over it. So, in a sense, it was hard. It's difficult. Because and that's what people don't understand when it comes to like, because I, I I love it when people like try to hate on the champions, uh, you know, just making music uh, with a drum. So it's still a drum solo. Yes, it is. It's still a drum solo. He's still hitting the pad. And the fact that he's hitting the pad, first of all, it's a small target. Yes. Very, small. very small target. Should we, and these, should, and these, we should we show them how yeah, it looks? And, like? and these and these dudes Wait, are. Let me get, let yeah, me get of it. Of course. <laughs> Very small, very small on the man. Show them how it looks. Yeah. How do I, how do we how do we do this? Just uh, wait, let's let your music. So, not many people just realize how small the octopad is. When you want to trigger something, you have to hit this, 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 or this, or this. This is small. <laughs> okay, this is smaller than any drum yeah. that you can ever hit. And if you hit the wrong one, then it's going to sound whack. So Compare that to a 10-inch, a 12-inch, yeah, a 16-inch a 16 inch radius. Inch. Right. So that was my defense when it came to you know, champions using this because mm. you have to hit the right pad. Otherwise, your solo's whack. So. Right. <laughs> and this is plastic, which meant that if you didn't hit the rubber, mm-hmm. you're going to get an ugly sound going... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... Um, it had to be set up right, and you had to, you know, uh, use the samples from the the Octopad yes, only. Because you can't you can't put any samples. No, on no, you can't. Were you allowed to use the SPDSX? No, no, we were not. Ah, just the Octopad. Interesting. Yeah, just the Octopad. Um, so um, that was the general hate for it, you know, because I think it was they said it was a marketing marketing gimmick, which okay, yeah, because Roland was sponsoring. Yeah, it. Ma- makes sense, but they drummers need to understand that this this is hard. Yes. This is this is difficult. So but then again, it pushes drummers to embrace technology, embrace technology, and to open their minds. Yeah, because you know, were, were you open to it? No, 
I was. I was. You know, I um, even though I lost in my first try, 2017 was like the time to like, okay. So we, we, we got the Octopad. Dad, okay. Dad bought the Octopad <laughs> from Sweetwater. And so I practiced on it. And then... You can put it back, huh? Okay, of course. So, okay. And then... Uh, now. Okay. 2017. So 2017. when you lost, mm-hmm. you were okay. Oh yes, of course. Because how how are you in how are you in handling uh, defeat? Oh, very humble, very gracious. Uh, I'm not the one who's gonna go on social media and be like the judges suck. Right, you no, know, right. not not that kind of not that kind of guy. Uh, except defeat with grace. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing was, uh, the judges were not uh, like being dicks about it. If you know what I mean, like yes. they 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 did not choose a winner because they were it was a favored. They're, you know, they like this is the guy who should represent us. Like it's not no politics was was involved. They were really non impartial to whoever mm-hmm. was there right, in, right. at the finals. Yeah, uh, it was a good show that that night. I had a great time, and um, if anything, the judges told me that I was the, you know, the show stealer that night. Um, it's just that they wanted me to see the. They wanted me to use this, so I I understood, but at the same time, my, remember my notion was. Let me go to the finals without it. Right. Right. So my plan was for 2017 to go use the Octopad. And then once I hit, once I hit finals, risk it, risk it, uh, risk losing by not using the Octopad. That was your plan. That was my plan to, to just prove a point. (laughs) But, but see, okay. What happened? Um, the day of signups, for the 2017 drama off, they announced that they're no longer using it. So I was just ha. like, ha. all right, dad, return this. Thank you. <laughs> so we were done. So I was just like, okay, well then this makes it a lot easier. So, um, because if I had, if I had to use this, it would be, it would be difficult. So, um, it would be difficult to win. So, so God was paving the way. for. Oh, you. he was, he was, he's like, go through the ring, <laughs> go through it. So, yeah, so that was the uh, that was the end of my first my first my first one. Great time again. Uh, had a great time, and uh, I did win some prizes from it, so it was very nice. Was very did you nice. get your endorsements from uh, the twenty sixteen drum off? No, no, I did not. It was twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I was endorsed, I would not be able to compete. For ah. yeah, yeah. So I had to, I had to win. So yeah, so in twenty seventeen. <clears throat> What what was the feeling like during the finals? Being there or like first being there, first being there. Okay. Now remember, sophomore try, right? Because you were there. Yeah, sophomore try. Yeah, it was my second try. I only I only did it two times, and it was the last time. Um. So you were there see. now. Yes, I was there. Um. They treated all five finalists, including me, like celebrities. <laughs> really. I would assume so. We had a red carpet and everything. Um, I don't know if you were there. Were you there? No, I wasn't no, there. No, no, it's okay. But literally, um, they flew the other finalists from around from uh, the other side of the United States all the way to L.A. Uh, we all met each other at a photo photo shoot for the drama. Did they put you in a hotel prior to the... They did. Mm. They put us at the Lux. Wow. Yeah, right next to, uh, right next to the Novo Theater. Yeah. So we had like... Oh my gosh! I was just. This is the first time I've ever been treated to an an exquisite hotel. At nineteen. At nineteen, yeah. So, 
Like I was your generic uh, uh, college anime freak kid that <laughs> Naruto. <laughs> yeah, Naruto and all that, all that stuff that uh, just did not deserve that kind of hotel. Like I was, but and I was blown away. Was Mr. Rowe proud of you? Who? Your your uh, jazz teacher. Oh yeah, he was. Oh yeah, absolutely. When he's when he uh, found the news, when he found out that I that I was in, he was very happy. Okay, so now um, <clears throat> a day before the the competition, mm-hmm. what was that like? Well, the day before, um, I think it was just a free day because the day before we all went to DW. Be, let me backtrack. Huh? Okay, five thousand yeah. plus good drummers. Oh, they were all good. Down to five. Mm-hmm. Did you have time to look back to actually say, "Dang"? No, no, no. I did not. I did so not. So eyes face forward. Yeah, eyes face like forward. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the day after, oh, so I DW. Think, what did you guys do at DW? Well, actually, let, let's let's backtrack to semis real quick. That because uh-huh. that was my laser. I was I was always lasered. Um, I was especially lasered for semis. Uh, after round two, so um, your but, eyes your eyes were on yeah, semis. Yeah, yeah. So every, I think after round two, that was like when my focus was like okay, you know. So we're, <laughs> we're here now. We're here. So uh, took a break. For a week, just to lay off the solo. Did you have to change your solo every well, round? No. Yes. You yes. had to. I, 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 or at least I wanted to, because uh, from round two to the semis in Hollywood, that was the first round where they extended your three-minute solo to five minutes. Okay. So two more minutes of content. So um, I had to use that time. I had to make more ideas. Um, in fact, I actually made notes. Just to uh, present my ideas. And um, we worked on it from there. And then same thing. Yeah. So just took a week break and then just really just dived in, you know, just to really come up with ideas and perfect the drum solo. And then after Hollywood, right, went to the finals again, one week break. Don't don't even think about it because I, I was still at school. So right. I still had to focus on school. But after that, yeah, what? yeah, one week. One week, like develop the solo or practice it. Um, so, but you can you can see the solo in your head, right? No. Define that. Let me let me try to get it a little bit more. I'm doing a solo. Mm-hmm. I know that this part, I'm gonna do this. Yes. For how many bars, and then I'm gonna do this fill in to get to this right. section right. of the solo. You can see that in your head. Yes, because it was practice God knows how many times. So even yeah. at when you're at school, if you decide to just turn it on, you I'll can, turn it on. You yes. can see the solo in yes, your head. I can, yes, yeah. Okay. It had to be engraved into my head. Okay. Um, so uh, I practiced it so many times at home. So uh, let me... And then now going to the finals. Actually, before the finals, I even rehearsed it to a point where my dad was in front of me. Yeah, so that was very interesting. Precision played a big part mm-hmm. in your solo. Precision? Like the precision of executing this oh, yes. here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how detailed were you and how disciplined were you in the execution? Oh my goodness, it was very, very disciplined. It had to be. 
It had to be. Because uh, you're in the final rounds now. Yeah, yeah. you literally have to go all in. It had to be clean. Yeah, it had to be clean. Had, had to, to be, be clean. Yeah. So, But I even have to satisfy the judges in the timing aspect. But we're not talking about the judges yet. We're talking about you first. But Trying to shed. Right. In, in how do you know within yourself that, okay, this solo is judges ready? Mm-hmm. How, how did you? Um, because... <laughs> Again, because I watched so many drum so many so many drum off videos, and I try to not make my solos look like theirs. Wow! Yeah, yeah. So um, wow. Although there was a groove that I used uh, from a fellow champion, S.A.S. Gill, that I've uh, <clears throat> that I've used as a foundation as a carpet, but I didn't use it. I didn't replicate it exactly to the to the verbatim, right? But that was the foundation, and then expanded off of that. <clears throat> so, so now you felt you were ready. Now you mm-hmm. knew that. Now you knew what the judges were looking for. For and also in terms of <clears throat> content right. as well, because I only had five minutes. If I went over, I think disqualified. I'm, I know not disqualified, but I think the score would hurt a lot. Okay, because uh, did I, you have a timer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, yeah, they in rounds one and two. Uh, three minutes. They tap you on the shoulder. Whoever had the time, they tap you on the shoulder to remind, uh, remind the drummer that they have thirty seconds. Okay. Or something. Uh, if they go over, um, their scores would would get dinged, or uh, and the commentator would be like, "All right, you know, blah blah blah." If you go yeah. under, if if you go under, great. Okay. But let's not go significantly under, right? right? So it's not like don't go one minute under, right. otherwise something might happen. Like uh, so. two minutes and 58 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah two, that, that was basically the time I aimed for <coughs> almost all the time. Yeah. So same thing for five minutes. Uh, when you went to Hollywood and to LA, uh, they gave us a tap on the shoulder to remind us that we have one minute. You have to like watch the drum solo like very like, you, you need to see it because uh, Guy... Guy Marai, the the drum tapper, the, the, the drum the drum dude at uh, Guitar Center Hollywood. He's he's the one that's doing it. So, like, you really have to have like a really good eye in order to see him like tap. Yeah. So yeah. He's very discreet. Oh, he's very discreet. <laughs> very discreet. Yeah. You, you just have to watch the video mul- multiple multiple times in order to see him. But he's there. He's there just to remind the drummers, yo, got a minute. So, um, but we rehearsed that too. Oh. That, that's what I mean by very, very detailed. My yeah. dad was right there in front of me. So he had a timer. First time I hit the downbeat, starts it. Okay. And then he raises his finger up just to let me know that I have a minute left. And so that's how I planned it. You know, because I have to end, say, 4.50 to 5 minutes. Right. Otherwise, guy's going to give me another tap. And then that would, oh, I was just like, dude, no. I don't, I don't want, I don't want yes. another tap. Yes. So, so um, that's what we worked on. Like just to make sure that we have enough content for five minutes and to avoid another tap. So now, the <clears throat> night before the actual um, competition, mm-hmm. were you relaxed? Were you uptight? Were you anxious? What was the feeling like? Mm. <laughs> Good question. I love that question. because uh, I would I would I would I would admit that there were nerves coming in the day before. Yeah, I would definitely admit that because, you know, it's, it's big. It's a big stage. It's very big. It's a big stage. A um, big opportunity also. Yeah, the biggest stage I've ever performed <coughs> in in my entire life, really. Okay. Um, so, of course, the nerves were there, but I was 
pretty relaxed. I would I would say at the same time, just you know, anxious about the next day that's about to come. But I was relaxed because you know what's really nice about the competitors. None of them, all of them are believers. Okay. Wow. So nice. the fact that they're all believers, we all we all got out of the hotel. We all hung out together. We actually went to Denny's for crying out loud. And we did you guys pray before the show? Oh yeah. Yeah, me and Anthony, we we prayed before the show, and it was I was it was amazing. Yeah, it's like you know, just let the Holy Spirit just like yeah. invade invade the whole stadium right now. Yeah. So, um, and that was very important to me because uh, <clears throat> we were all gracious to each other in the end. Like we all respected each other's playing. Like we saw how how each other how we how we played uh, in the photo shoot actually because we had a photo shoot for or a photo shoot slash video shoot. So that they can premiere us in in the in the state in the right. in the venue, give us a little formal introduction of ourselves. Um, so we were instructed to play, and yeah, they they set up a pearl kit on the on the on on the stage, and we just played, and we were just blown away. Every single one that uh, every single player, including me, that went up on that sta- uh, on that platform just to just <laughs> just to shed and. Uh, they they're just like yes yes you know they they're very they're absolutely very respectful right and that's the thing cuz like uh people have you know the, these drummers they have fan bases okay yes yeah cuz three of them they're they have competed in the finals before okay. so they already have like a loyal fan base and i was nothing you know so i was like i was coming up filipino uh eats uh adobo sinigang <laughs> every single day <laughs> Uh, but I was like, really like no one knew me, you know? So, but the fact that they had the fan base that they have and they still approached me with, you know, God's grace and stuff like that was, was very, very amazing. Nice. Very nice and very great experience for me to have because in the end, we know, we, we knew that we were all winners. It just mattered. So you gained four friends, huh? Oh, absolutely. We, We all still talk. We all still talk, um, even though we're in our separate ways. You know, uh, <clears throat> we all support each other in the in the direction that we're we're all going. So, um, yeah, it was it was amazing. You know what? I want to talk about the the actual competition, but we'll mm-hmm. take another short break and then okay. we'll be back with Mark. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> The nitty gritty. Here we go. The morning off. The competition. Oh, man. The reason why we're talking about this, mm-hmm. by the way, Mark, is because there are people who don't know what to expect when they're competing. Because mm. there's a certain mindset for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Right? Mm-hmm. Take us down that road so that we can understand. Mm. During the break, I told you, I'm probably not going to succeed in this because I'm non-competitive when it mm. comes to this. Right? Yeah. But, like, I'm talking to you now. Mm-hmm. You're a very laid-back kind of person. You're, you're bubbly. You, you, <laughs> you, have a, you have a pure heart. Oh, thank you. But then you're, you, you're a warrior. You're a champion. Mm-hmm. And there is a certain trait to become that person. There's a certain discipline to become that person. Yeah. And I'd like you to share that with me and to our audience. Mm. What was the mindset like? On game day. Mm, game day. Game day, huh? Yeah. Okay, game day, Jan. Okay. 
Uh, so day of. Uh, <clears throat> definitely wasn't formal, okay? Uh, definitely not like I was chill. I wasn't. No, I wasn't. <laughs> if I told you I was chill, I would be the greatest liar in the world. Like, like the nerves were there. And it was there. It was, it was more so now that because you wanted this right? yes yes uh, absolutely so the fact that i got to see the stage before uh the competition tonight that that night because uh, we got to go in and um uh sound check the drums the morning did you have your own drum kit no oh no, <clears throat> no. everybody was using the same drum kit actually so there were two kits so your technical writer, did they ask for a technical writer how you wanted yes, it? Yes, we, we had a writer. Okay, okay. Um, but mainly, mainly our setup was left to ourselves. And our, and our of course, writer was there just, right. to, just to help. Um, but, and fortunately, our writer was actually very good. He actually knew what the hell he was doing. So okay. that's, that, that, that's, that's, that's good for us. So, um, but the two, the two drum kits that were there, Yamaha, Yamaha recording custom, the new recording custom that they came out with. That was the first year that they ever came. They brought it back. And then it was the Thomas Star. Thomas Star. So those were the star two. Star Classic or just a No, that's the star, star t- the top of the line. So um, is it top of the line? Isn't it the Star Classic? Star, well, I think there's the Thomas Star. That's there's like a the, star, huh? Yeah, custom line, I believe. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so okay. um, they had that. Those were the two kits that were offered, and I got to play on the Yamaha, which I was like, yes. So the thing, the thing about it, before we get into the nitty-gritty, was that the Yamaha had a tom holder, okay, which made it easy to set up the toms. Yes. While the Star had hanging toms, oh. virgin kick. Oh. So when I heard that I was going, I was number four, and number one plays the Tama, Number two plays the Yamaha. Yamaha. Number three plays mm-hmm. the Tama. Number four plays the Yamaha. Yamaha. Yeah, so so I was just like, okay. <laughs> so that so that that nerve about setting up the kit gone. What 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 are your your drums in the house prior to this? What were your drums? Gretsch Renown. Gretsch Renown. No, does a, does the Gretsch have a Tom holder? No, it was Virgin. A Virgin holder. Yeah. So I was kind of prepared for that situation, but at the same time I was at the same time I wasn't because. In my division, we were playing Tama drums. Oh. And all of the drums had Tom holders. So I was just like, I was used to it. Yes. So if I had to play the Tama Star, I would have to work with the Virgin Kick again. I'm just like... Mm. How so, many minutes did you have to set up? Three. Huh. Yeah, three. So while the other guy was... Yeah, but he was very helpful. He knew, he knew like, yo, yo, where do you want this? Yeah, you know, that kind, okay. of, that kind of thing. So uh, he was very helpful. So my setup was very fast. It was very fast because... I had the Yamaha one. So, right, okay. So that, that setting up thing nerve, out of the way. So did uh, you watch the others perform before you? Oh, yes. I was backstage. <laughs> I was, was that helpful watching what your competitors were doing? Hmm. Think about it. That's a good, you know, that's a good question because I generally enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. It like, took your mind off the fact that. that yeah, that oh, I'm competing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That I was like. It took yeah, it took my mind off the competition for a bit because I get to like absorb, you know, the the journey that they're taking me in. Like it's it was amazing, it was amazing. And of course, my turn came up. And I was just like, oh snap, you know. <laughs> so uh, I was nervous, of course. Um, big stage. I had to be nervous. If I was mom there, was there, sister was there, the whole dad family, was there, the everybody, whole, the whole family. Wow. Yeah, the whole that was the first time. Like the whole family was amazing. 
Yeah, they were making noise in L.A., so <laughs> uh, that was very good. So, uh, of course, I was nervous, um, especially when they had my introduction on the big screen. Lights were off, just getting ready. And I think at that moment, at that moment when the lights were off and they were, like, introducing me, I was already on the kit. So I was stretched, did my hand stretches, you know, like drummers, they do this yeah. all the time just to get the blood flowing um, because... I mean, we kind of warmed up in the back, but we, technically we didn't warm up. So, because <laughs> um, uh, I guess warming up's not a thing. So, um, I had to get the blood flowing. But at that moment, what was very important to me was that I prayed by myself. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I had to pray by myself. So, of course, no so one. You were not listening to the introduction while the, no. it, was, it was blaring on the speakers. You were like just yeah. having your Zen with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. of course. Yeah, just, just, you know, let me do well and uh, be. Be happy with the results. Let's see how all these judges, very famous drummers, by the way. You know, Thomas Lang was there. He was. Tony Royster was there. He was. Yeah. Hannah, Hannah Walton, Hannah Ford, uh, Cora Coleman. Oh, my God. Yeah, all these great drummers that... They were the judges? W- without, without, the, without the drum off, I wouldn't be able to meet by any means. They were wow. all there. Yeah, so... Tony Royster. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, so it was important to me important for me to pray and the fact that the lights weren't on me yet gave me some time so i had to pray so and then right after that i was nervous <laughs> before my first hit before my first hit once i started the downbeat gone yeah do you still remember your solo like being there like no the do you still remember your solo piece i know it's been what three years three years maybe not all of it probably but uh, most R- of it run us, run us through the solo Okay Alright <laughs> A rough A rough draft Yeah uh, I started but with But it's on It's on YouTube right Yes it's on Which YouTube Which means After this I'll post the link So that you guys could go to yeah, that Yeah of course And watch it of Let's course. see if um, Mark can Can give us a Okay so Blow by blow The introduction Very short um, Was just A plethora of just Double strokes Right On the snare Snares are off At this moment um, so just to dim, make timbali sounding, yeah, timbali sounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the, that was the idea, and then uh, just be melodic around the kit. Let's see what you can do. Just make a formal. Now intro. was that a an imp- improvisation or technically you... improvisation, but it was rehearsed. Okay, like I had a I had a I had a time where I wanted to release okay. to start the groove, and then um, yeah, it's that kind of thing. So like I had a time where I wanted to release it and start something else. Right. So I knew exactly where. Um, so I did that, be melodic around the kit, split with between my hands and my foot. If you guys saw that, that was, that's basically what I was doing. And then started with the um, the Latin groove that I did okay. in the beginning. So um, Snares on. Snares are still off. Oh, yeah, still so off. Still wow. with the timbales. And <clears throat> uh, if you watch it, it's <clears throat> you're hitting the stick with your right stick, and it's naturally making a... A double stroke. Yes. So you try to make a rhythm with it. And that's basically the idea behind it. Isaiah Skill was the one who... Uh, originally did it. Originally did it, but I expanded on it. Uh. And so the foundation, again, the carpet was Latin in the, at that time. So I did lots of Latin stuff made up... How of, many minutes are we in now? Probably not even within the first minute yet. Oh, Yeah, nice. so I did that, made a Latin foundation thing. Uh, created some licks, and then that was 
after that, I transitioned, same tempo with a beat. What was the tempo? Uh, like fast, fast huh? one, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So it was it was like that, and then uh, but it was just straight like we're gonna make do a rock beat on top of it, mm. and then make it as complicated as you can. Um, but of course, establishing the groove first. So I established the groove first. This is probably a minute in now. Um, snares are on. So in other words, that groove got mutated, permutated into whatever it was. Well, it's I think because it was the same time signature, same tempo. Yeah. You just transitioned. Into a new genre, okay. rock. So I did that. Snares were on at the time, uh, and then transitioned to the ride. Play play some bell licks for a bit. What was um, the, what was the hand technique when you were doing the ride? Just um, was it more of like a double stroke, a paradiddle, an inverted paradiddle? <laughs> That's a good question. I actually never like. I just all I know is that the bell was trying to hit two and four, and then just try to try to look. Try to make something out of it, yeah. Between the two and four, mm-hmm. between <laughs> like, the two, yeah. Like it's gonna come in at two and four, yeah. But if I can put some little notes in right. between two and four, right. it's there. That that was that was the general idea. Regardless, so no no hand technique really. I mean, it wasn't rudimental. I think it was. I just didn't know what I was, you know, what rudiments it was. Nice. Yeah, because I mean, at some, that at this time, I already had a foundation of how to play a groove properly yeah 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 you know I, I i knew where to place the ghost notes mm. i knew where to hit the snare on right. two and four right so that basically just went into my head without knowing the uh the rudiments you know lr um it was just that was just feel at that point Can, look at this uh, the reason why i'm asking that mm-hmm. is because there are there are drummers who don't know how it feels mm-hmm. because in their head right they're actually playing hand techniques mm-hmm. and then there are drummers who knows like you right who knows it's a hand technique mm-hmm. i just don't really care what kind of hand technique it is because it feels right yeah, it feels right for yeah. the moment for the moment yeah that's correct that's correct and so that's um but that's been natural for me ever since right uh my times at high school remember you and and your your uncle actually started you with the foundation of mm-hmm. hugging mom and dad mm-hmm. which means ownership of the kid mm-hmm yeah, appreciation for the kit and yeah. what it what it, what it is you're doing mm-hmm. and <clears throat> dynamics. Yes. So you started out with a Latin beat, mm-hmm. <clears throat> going into a rock groove, mm-hmm. which probably got the people clapping. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then actually rolled in to, um, let's see, that's when I after that moment was actually the time where I started displacing. Um, if you watch. The drum channel interview, I think I linked it somewhere in my YouTube page, but it's there. Um, <laughs> uh, what's what's really nice was Greg talked about my solo, Greg Bisonette. Mm, yeah. And he noticed what I was doing. He understood exactly what I was doing. He's told me that I was displacing. But you so, knew you were displacing. But I was, yes. That, that was exactly the point. So I was playing like, I believe it's three over four, I believe. Um, it was this kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. So dot, more of a dotted. One was doing a triplet. One was doing a yeah, dotted uh, eighth. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's dotted dotted eighth kind of feel, and that was the idea that led into the second, the second part of the solo, which was which was the um, the shuffle. 
I shot mm. that. Yeah. So, so in other words, I transitioned. You know what? It's nice. Huh? Mm-hmm. So rock beat is a 4-4 four, four beat. Yes. Then you did more of like a polyrhythm 3 yeah. over 4, mm-hmm. right? What? Yep. And then d- deleting the 4, mm-hmm. going into a 6-8 kind of... It was more of a... Was it a fast shuffle or a slow? Slow. It slow. was slow, yeah. Uh, I would say... Yeah. Oh, ah, okay. So, so still 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, still 4-4. Four, four. Yes. Um, but the the... Okay, the superimposition of mm-hmm. two time signatures allowed you to go into yeah, that. Yeah, so, and that was that was planned in ho- before Hollywood, I think, because when I when I when I did that, I was just like, wait, this works, <laughs> <laughs> this works. So that was so we did shuffle. I did shuffle because I like jazz. I I, I love jazz. So, um, <clears throat> so I did that just to establish shuffle. Um, what really got the crowd going was my dynamics, I think, because I was very, very quiet. <laughs> I was very, very quiet. And you were playing to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And you were feeding off their mm-hmm. their uh, feedback, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but there was this one part in the solo where it just got everyone out of their seats, I think. Where? It was, uh, was it? At, at the shuffle part. I was playing very quiet, like very, very quiet. And then all of a sudden, I hit the drums loud. And then they're like, whoa. <laughs> you'll see it in the solo. You'll see it in the solo. Uh, you'll hear it. it, like it the crowd was like, damn. You know? <laughs> At this point, did you, did you know that you were in control? Mm-mm. No. It was anyone's night. Yeah. Uh, because that's how much respect I had for all the competitors. They all, everyone, all of them did a great job. Everyone so after did. the shuffle, where did we go? We... We did the shuffle thing, and then I did the dotted notes, the, the, the dotted eights. That was the idea. That's, well, that's when Greg was like, you started displacing. So um, that's what I did. So on top of that, that was the 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. And then the dotted notes was. Nice. Same tempo. People don't know that. This is why people like to, like, like, like to rag on my solo because they don't. They don't really understand what was going on. Greg absolutely knew what was going on. That's a Peter Irks kid, by the way. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And so, <laughs> but he he told me exactly what was going on. Uh, he was doing. I was doing dotted dotted eight. Yes, you were on top of four four. Yeah. So, um, we, I did that, and then I even took I I even took it a step further, just to drive the groove a little bit. I made the dotted eights be the kicks. So Whoa. that was really, that was, that was like, whoa, what is this guy doing? Like, like that, that's how they know. Wait, you really inverted the top to the bottom, the bottom to the top? No, not really. Well, I mean, I was, I was playing a 4-4 group. Yeah. 4-4 uh, shuffle, technically. And then, but the, the, dotted, the dotted eights was on my foot. Right. So that's when people were like, so if it was like this, it would be. Yes. And then I played. Yes. So that yes. that that's that was the idea there. Yeah, yeah. So that's when like the polyrhythmic gurus they were like, "Oh my god, you see what he's playing there? Y'all don't understand." <laughs> now, of course, to the average consumer, they're like, "What?" Yes. He's not. He's not in four anymore. Yes. <laughs> but like the drum gurus, they're like, "Oh, 
you know so yes. so uh that was the idea just to you know of not, course not only to show my rhythmic proudness but also to like really drive the groove forward because it was, i wanted it to go somewhere before i transitioned and you know what to people who are listening um don't get lost <laughs> The reason why I wanted you to dissect your your mm-hmm. your solo, and we're, remember, we're still at the part where you're doing another superimposition, but this time your dotted eights are on the feet. Mm-hmm. The reason why I wanted you to go over this is because when you did the rock beat, mm-hmm. that wasn't for the judges. No. That was for the audience. That was for the audience, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, when you superimpose two, two time signatures mm-hmm. to create a polyrhythm, yeah. That's not for the audience. No, those are for the judges. <laughs> that was the that was the uh, that was my assessment, my approach when, right? when it came. Like, I and gotta, and I don't know if you were aware of this, but bottom line is you need to know who your audience are, mm-hmm. and yeah. you did. Yeah, you were aware that there's a crowd, the masses watching mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and this is a competition, which meant there are judges who actually would understand what you are doing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you had to play to them too. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm making this emphasis is because other people might think when you're performing or when you're, pre- when, when you're presenting, yeah. they ignore people in the audience because they don't know who their audience is. Mm-hmm. But in your case, you were fully aware oh, yeah. who your audience was. I were. was fully aware that my audience were, number one, they were full of drummers, but at the same time, General consumers, exactly. Yeah, they're 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 generally because Sheila E performed that night, right? So they were probably there just to see see Sheila E. Right. So great, you know, I I don't care. <laughs> right, is it true? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but um, you you were you were full, the, the awareness mm-hmm. is is one hundred percent there because mm-hmm. when you said rock beat, I was like ah, play to the audience. Yeah, play to the audience, and, and then dynamic low, and then bam, mm-hmm. audience reacts. Yep, playing to the audience, yeah. and then polyrhythm there. Afterwards, what mm-hmm. happened? Polyrhythm there, and then like after driving the groove forward, we went into just um, a little bit of a hip hop groove that just like ended ended the solo. Just to get the people yeah. going like that yeah, again, get, yeah, to bring it home, to bring it home, yeah, for the judges and mm-hmm. the audience, the general yeah. consumers, right? Exactly, yeah. So, but that was the time where uh, I had to show my chops. So, <laughs> so I did that. But of course, establish the groove first, mm. and then um, after after that, we reach the end where I'm just right doing whatever I can just to like, yo, look at me, you know that yes, kind of thing. Yes. So, um, just try to try to make make it work. And bef- when I started that, when I started that groove, that hip hop groove, that was the four minute mark. Oh, so I so had, had a that, minute. So when when guy hit me, you know, tapped me on the shoulder, I knew I had I, I had a lot of time. Yeah, because nice. we I rehearsed it so many times with my dad that I know when he's going to tap me. So <laughs> and it he, was around you were so you were anticipating around that time he was going to yes, tap you. Yeah, and he did, and I was just like perfect. Nice. Yeah, so because that was like that was like in my head for a little bit while I was doing it. I know I was multitasking. I shouldn't be. I but but but. It was there, just in case like things go south. I had a backup plan, so so there was situational awareness at play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You were in the moment, in the moment, but also at the same time, there's this notion in the back of my head: if he doesn't hit you, just be aware, you know. So, right. but he hit me at the exact moment, and it's like, 
we're good. We're in business. And so I ended my solo perfectly, I, I would say. <clears throat> I would say. After that, you heard the applause. Mm-hmm. And then what? Went backstage. But what was really cool is that I actually got to shake Greg's, Greg Mason's hand. He was great guy. Oh, my goodness. Lovely guy. Yeah, lovely guy. When, when he came to the Philippines back in um, 1994. Did he do a clinic? He did a clinic. Woo. And he used my Tama kit. Yeah, he used my my my. Kit. Wow, you yeah. need to flex that. Did he sign it? He signed it. Oh. Um, there are pictures. I think if I think there are still pictures on the internet. Yeah, you yeah. know, I hit as at this nice place in El Pueblo in the Philippines, and he was using my my blue tama kit. So if mm, you see wow. pictures of him in the Philippines playing on a blue tama kit, that that was my kit. Wow, that's beautiful. It, yeah. So you got to shake his hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went backstage. Mm-hmm. You got high fives from your other peers. Mm-hmm. And then, and then a humble moment came <clears throat> in, not yet. No, no, no. Um, I didn't know whether I won or not, but I was accepting of the result. I was satisfied. I was perfectly fine with how I performed. In your and heart, you won. Yes. You've won in mm-hmm. your heart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the notion. But if I didn't, yes. it's okay. Because you know what? what? What was important at that time was that I had a great time. And you did what you, were, what you set out to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're fine. Oh, yeah. I was completely satisfied. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So, right after right after I did the drum solo, that was it. You know, just relax. It's over. You did it. So, just have a good time now. Just have a good time. Um, it was, I wasn't nervous after that um, <clears throat> because Sheila E was there. So, she was going to perform. <laughs> so, I was just like, when I heard her play, I was just like, yes, dude. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> This is the proper celebration that I needed. So it was very nice of her to perform. And then, of course, the results, right? Results. The okay. results. So. Who uh, were they going to. Now, was everybody a winner that night? Like everybody. Got, oh, yeah. Everybody oh, got yeah. special mention and all that stuff. On stage, no. Okay. So they announced the uh, first runner up, second runner up? No, no. Just the winner. Just the winner? Just the winner. Yep. So how did they say it? Well, <laughs> if uh, Greg said it, actually. So, like, you know, the winner, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the first words that he said was from West Covina. <laughs> and I'm from West Covina, so I'm just like, who, who, who else did I say? That's not, that's not, is it me? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. So, from West Covina, of course, he said my name, and then I walked out. And then, of course, like, the whole stadium was like, <laughs> were, you, "Were you pitching yourself? Were you like, no, no, no you, you, this um, is game." Um, I was, I mean, I was a little bit nervous, but at the same time, I was satisfied. Nice. Be- this was before the result came out. Like again, like if I lost, you've but, made peace. In other words, yeah, right? made peace. Whatever yeah. the results were, you have made. Peace. I, I'm not gonna be salty about it. I'm not gonna be a sore loser about it. Yeah, like you know, it happened. I still get my. Video on YouTube and Guitar right. Center. So, yeah. um, but and it was fact, the journey was was uh, was was like, quite an experience. Also, oh, yeah, it was good. that in itself. Yeah, is that like, in itself. Thank you. Yeah, like I would have never ever dreamed of doing this like with my own funds, obviously. Mm, yeah. So the fact that the Guitar Center was like, oh, we'll take you to DW. Oh, well, you know. We'll oh, we'll give you a TD fifty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
so that that's that that's amazing. Yeah. So of course, when he announced my name, I was like, "Wow, yeah." Uh, I was taking it all in, taking it all in. I was not. I mean, like my heart was just like overwhelmed. Wow. I would think, yeah, because wow. of all, all the, all the, uh, <clears throat> I would say praise from from the crowd. It was it was, it was noisy. Like I, I wouldn't think it would be that noisy. So and those were just your relatives. <laughs> well, see, what, what was funny is that they were, but at the same time, it's actually everybody the, the LA crowd. Yeah, because I thought, I thought I was nobody at that time, and so when the when I knew that the that the audience were, technically you can say the drum community too, yeah. Like uh, before the finals, no one knew who I was. Right. Like, I was just like you know again a Filipino just coming up. Right, yeah. so um, the fact that they announced me as the winner and the, the whole Nova Theater was that noisy, I was just like, "Wow, thank you guys!" Like, you know, it was it was ama- it was a, it was nice to experience that. Yeah, knowing that I thought the crowd, you know, because I thought the crowd had their loyal fans dedicated to yes. other to the other competitors. So, yeah, it was just, whew, my goodness. Still remember it gives me like shaking. Yeah, body, me too. Yeah. Nice. This yeah. is nice. Okay, when we come back, guys. When we come <clears throat> back, Mark, I want mm-hmm. you to um, share with us what you brought home. Okay. Okay. The spoils of being a champion. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we come back after this short, short break. And we're back. So champ, see, hindi na Mark champ na ngayon kasi nakwento mo na eh. <laughs> Now, Mr. Champion, mm-hmm. what did you bring home? Uh, a lot of stuff. Okay, you knew stuff. going in you were gonna get a lot of stuff yes. if you want. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Are these stuff that you need, or are these stuff that even if you don't need, you just consider them blessings? What are they? Choice number two for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always considered myself like when I play with a band, very basic, very okay. basic drummer. Um, I used to be a chop guy, no longer. <laughs> I'm not really like right now. Like when it comes to you know playing playing music within the band, it's just supporting the band. And you've matured. Yeah, matured. Oh my god! Like I look at my past videos. <laughs> oh no! Like I should have. I was like I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that, and I shouldn't have done that. That, that kind of thing. I criticize myself, but that's besides <laughs> the point. That's, <laughs> that's besides the point. So I say that because do I need a Roland Octopad? No. Do I need a Roland SPDX? SPDSX? Okay, yes. Maybe, yeah. Especially <laughs> this music genre. Yeah, yeah. But definitely the Octopad, no. Yes. Yeah, definitely the Octopad, especially since, you know, that was like required. It, it gave me a little bit of like a bitter taste towards uh-huh. the Octopad. So that's why I say no towards the Octopad and uh, <clears throat> yes, towards the SPDSX. Um, do I need a roll in TD50K, KV? No. I, w- I, I would say no, but I'm glad that it's there. Amen. Yeah, I'm glad that it's there. It's a huge blessing. The fact that I get to play at 3 a.m. Right? You know, at, at home is right? very, very nice. Very nice. But, uh, you know, me and my parents have worked so hard in their house to a point where I'm actually able to play drums in my house, acoustic yeah. drums, you know, without bothering the neighbors. Yes. So that's a great blessing, but 
I, I see the TD50 KV as a blessing, like, you know, the cherry on top. I get to practice. I have no excuses to practice anymore. <laughs> so, um, but I would say, yeah, choice number two. But I did think you get any endorsements? I did. I did. And uh, that was thanks to the NAMM show. Um, Guitar Center gave me an exclusive <laughs> VIP tour. Uh, I was able to stay uh, at the Hilton. Uh, that was literally like five feet away from, from, the, from the show. Nice. So, <clears throat> nice room. Very generic, but the, the <laughs> fully paid for. Fully paid for, yes, fully paid for. Um, so I got the full VIP experience of getting to meet all the artist relations of every company. Um, at the time, it was the drum companies that sponsored the event: DW, Gretsch, Tama, Yamaha, and Pearl. Yeah, Pearl. <laughs> okay i was like i almost forgot my my endorsement oh, i'm sorry <laughs> all right all right all right so um and then symbols was zildjian sabian and minor okay mm. and then for drum heads it was only remo and, and evans okay yeah so <clears throat> based on that i get i got to meet every single one of them every artist relations from there uh believe it or not my uncle was an aquarian artist so okay. he's he's an Aquarian artist right now. Um, <clears throat> so I played their product at <laughs> at the drum off. So I had a I had a custom snare drum by Ford Ford snare by Ford drums, um, and it had an Aquarian head on it. So <laughs> shout out to them. But uh, right now I think it was yeah. So I met every artist relations within that within that circle. Now. You were able to get a, you were you were able to have a conversation with all these A and R absolutely, people, right? and I was honored. Oh my gosh, they were so nice. <laughs> Who offered you what? <sighs> should, I, should I say this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I think when it came, Mike, you're an inspiration to kids who want to yeah. to be where you are. Oh, thank. And I, you're you're an informant to parents mm. who can help their kids get to where they are. Oh. I want you to see what your value is. Huh? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, let's see. So I think based on presentation and basically this is the reason why I'm with them. Um, it was <clears throat> Pearl had the best show. I think, you know, I, Pearl's AR was not there to, to greet me, but um, the staff was, and they treated me like family. Like that's the most right away. That, right away. I, I, just, I, was, I just became champion. So, like, um, I mean, I was always a fan of Pearl. But, uh, but just the staff was just, oh, my goodness. Like, so what did they do? They offered you they gave full me, endorsement. Well, yeah. A drum yeah. kit. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the prize. That was the prize that they signed. So, uh, or that was the deal that they signed, not the prize. Uh, so, you know, regardless of, any company that I went with, they they had to give me a custom kit. So, um, what'd you get? Oh, have you not seen it? It's a pearl reference. No, I've seen it, but I want okay. you to talk about it. All right, all right. So, so all right, the swag's on the gear here. Um, but of course, again, pearl had. It, that's very important, you know. Like they, they, the staff treats you very well. Yes. Like I know you're with Zildjian and yes. they treat us very well. Yeah, you're with Zildjian too. So shout out <laughs> Kirsten Matt. Yeah, yeah, she's 
Amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Very yeah. awesome. And uh, I miss her a lot because, you know, pandemic. Yeah. This is all in. Oh, my God. Uh, we, we, we miss, I mean, we miss new symbols. <laughs> <laughs> true that. Yeah, true that. Um, so, all right. Gear time. So, gear time. Uh, what I got was their newest drums at the time was the Music City Custom. Uh, if you don't know, know what that is, it was <clears throat> drums, pearl drums, actually pearl custom drums, <laughs> add an adjective after another adjective, uh, pearl custom drums that were delivered from Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. Um, and they're, these, these drums are actually just reference, reference pure uh, and masters, uh, but custom finishes. They, mm. they offer 29 wraps or whatever. I don't know how many wraps that they have, but they offered some good wraps. And what they, wrap did you get? I got turquoise glass. Turquoise glass. Uh, I got it because uh, of my obsession with Hasune Miku, the, okay, yeah. the vocal aid girl with the teal hair. <laughs> so, uh, but what are, what what what's what's this, what are the specs of the drums? Well, let's, I think the benefits first was it was a custom kit. Yes. that was delivered to you in a turnaround of fourteen business days. Yeah, so if you ordered a custom kit anywhere, you guys know it's going to be very, very long. Yeah. I ordered at February, came at March. Wow. That's it, done deal. Yeah, it was, and it was quick to the bone, then at the pay cent. So it was, it was amazing. So um, spec-wise, it is a nine-piece. I would say. Wow, dame, huh? Yeah, dame. Is, is it on a rack? Well, on rack. Okay. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I wish I had a rack now because I think it looks cool. Uh, my friend, you know Nate Morton? No. Uh, so he's the drummer of The Voice. Okay. NBC The Voice and great friend of mine, fellow Pearl artist and Zildjian artist. Um, but he's a big rack guy. And... I think more, it's very... It's easier. It's, it's easier. Yeah. And the more I look at it, I'm just like, Man, I should have got on a rack. <laughs> But it's fine. Okay. But all simple stance. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but what was special about mine, because usually people like virgin kicks. I'm not a fan of, vir- of virgin kicks. So yes. I, I, I got a Tom Holder. Mm-hmm. So um, my specs were a nine-piece kit. I had an 8 by 7 10 by 8 12 by 8 14 by 14 16 by 16 5 You okay, know, <clears throat> those are five toms. Five toms. And uh, yeah, you have a snare. I do have a snare, uh, two snares actually. So it's fourteen by six and a half, and fourteen and and five. Wait, the fourteen and five is that a side snare or S- side and or, main? You can you okay. can. I, so I it's can, more of like interchangeable. Mm-hmm, interchangeable, but right now, um, I'm very lazy, so I'm just, you know, it's it's like in its case, or I use two it more two more drums, two more drums. So so we got the snares, and then what? The kick. The How kick is a there? kick only one. Okay, and then it's a twenty-two by eighteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, is that nine pieces? Eight. It's eight. I'm sorry. <laughs> Said the guy yeah. from math. Yeah, uh-huh. I know exactly. Oh my <laughs> lord. <laughs> okay. That the Roland gave you. Roland gave me. Is a, this a full endorsement from Roland? No, no, no. endorsement. No endorsement. Just so the only <laughs> endorsements that technically they don't offer, they didn't offer is Roland, and I think Vic Vic Firth didn't endorse me, mm. so they just gave me. 144 pairs of sticks. Wow. So I had those pairs of sticks running for about three years. I'm on my last brick. So oh. Yeah, I'm on my last brick. 
Um, so like they see, gave you, they gave you twelve dozen. Yeah. Was 12, it? Yeah. yeah, twelve dozen. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Kept me kept me going through three years. I haven't bought a stick since. So, um, but slowly down to my last brick. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it took three years. It took three years. Um, cash price. Cash price was twenty five k. Taxable. Yeah, taxable naman. But see, the thing is, Guitar Center never did anything. Did anything about it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Secret. Okay. <laughs> Damn blessing, no? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It was. It and was. then for a year, did you have to represent Guitar Center? No. No, I did not. No, I did not. Not like beauty I mean, pageants where mm, you had to go no. do the rounds, none. No. Um, and in fact, I never done my clinic. Yeah. You were supposed to. I was supposed to, yeah. But, but uh, Guitar Center got we, into some we entanglement. Never did. And I'm not entirely sure what happened. I guess some mis- miscommunications. But like, if they ask you to do clinics, would you do a, would you do? Oh, a of clinic? course. In a, in a heartbeat. I just wondered who, who will come. <laughs> I think a lot of people would come, but, you know. I, um, it's just very, very difficult right I now. hope that when you do a clinic, this is unsolicited advice. I hope when you, when you do a clinic, <laughs> go back to what your uncle taught you. Oh, yeah. It's very important to me. Yeah, because not every drummer will will be capable of doing chops, mm-hmm. but every drummer will be capable of doing dynamics. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And learn to appreciate because, angkade like what your uncle said. If I go back, no, mm-hmm. to to that, you embracing your mom and dad. Yeah, there are a lot of meanings to that. Eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you were younger, it could be. You know, submitting yourself to the kit or being one with the kit, right? But right now, as you as you're as you've matured, wherein you're saying napapansin mo na, na you used to be an over the all over the place kind mm-hmm. of chops guy, and now yeah. you're like I'm serving the music. Mm-hmm. That 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 embracing mom and dad thing could be more of like embracing your bandmates and embracing mm-hmm. the music itself, right? Yeah, yeah, could exactly. do that. Yeah, and then dynamics is still a key factor, which means situational awareness. You know mm-hmm. that who's you know, you know, point guard day. Yeah, a drummer is normally point guards. A basketball. Point guards a basketball. Yeah. Um, uh, quarterbacks a football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Bus driver, uh, naman. Bus driver. <laughs> diba? That's that's who we are, eh, diba? Yeah, that's yeah, we are. of course. Yeah. We we drive these people. Mm-hmm. Like sabi ko nga, it's a football. Um, <clears throat> wide receiver would be the vocalist. Because mm-hmm. she's like touchdown, eh? Yeah. Di naman tayo. Eh. Yeah, yeah. Pero tayo ang feed sa buong banda as drummers. Mm-hmm. I agree. I so, agree. between you and me, mas ikaw ang mag-clinic. Mag so, I hope ma-impart mo yan sa mga... Yeah, the young generation. Yeah. yeah. You know, we live in a, <clears throat> such a world of social media that's right? so influenced by it. And I love the content that... I mean, no... No no disrespect. No disrespect yeah, to what I, I love the content. Yeah. And you know what? These drummers are very respectful Yes. Um, to me. <clears throat> and when I meet them, they're very gracious people but you know i think you know we're ingraining the new generation yeah. with this mindset of you know chops over groove then ever and i'm like what was it ever about that alam mo ba um funny story you know mm. i know i, I just want to share this mm-hmm. when i was 17 i learned how to play the drums at 15 oh wow and when i was 16 i was going into dave weckel I was going into Jeff Porcaro. But at 17, I went back to Ringo Starr and Kenny Aronoff. It's probably the best decision you ever made. <laughs> but I'll tell you how I went there. Okay. I was playing with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of rock legends from the Philippines. You were? Yes. 
at 17. Mm-hmm. And I had the opportunity to sit in and jam with all these people. I had situational awareness, or so I thought. Mm-hmm. I guess I did not. I had chops at that time. Mm-hmm. I wanted okay. to show them my, at that time, um, <clears throat> master plan was out. So Dave Weckles, so I was trying to do displacements all over rock grooves. And I was finally out when we were having pizza with all these rock legends from the Philippines. One of them actually cussed me out. But before cussing me out, I said, oh, this guy, Paco, good guy, you know. Good jobs, wow! He can go places, and and my head was swelling so so big. <laughs> and then finally, in front of other rock legends, he goes, "This son of a bitch is so selfish. Oh. This son of a bitch, you yeah. son of a bitch." <laughs> and he kept saying that in Tagalog, oh, and okay. I was like, "Oh shoot, what's shoot. going on?" And this guy goes, <clears throat> "You know what? If this was a basketball game." You're an a-hole player. Because mm. I'm in the paint. No one's guarding me. And you just kept dribbling and dribbling and dribbling the ball. And trying to wow. make a shot. And missing. Mm-hmm. But here I am. Ready to take that shot. But you were unaware of my existence. Keyword, easy shot. Right? And he was a guitar, he was a guitar player. Mm. Oh, wow. And a guitarist. <laughs> and a guitar player said that. And, wow. and, 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 and at the end of the whole conversation, he goes, What does that mean? Don't be selfish. Mm. That's the Tagalog, Yeah. So, don't be selfish, is what he said. Yeah. We're jamming. Mm-hmm. You're not doing a drum solo, baby. Exactly. Exactly. Play yeah. with us. Yeah. And from that point on, I didn't know if I was going to cry. Or hang up my sticks, mm. or just turn my back entirely. But I made the decision. You know what? This guy has a point. Yeah, yeah. So from then on, I was like listening to John Mellencamp, mm-hmm. listening to the Beatles, listening to. Let me hear what the drummer is doing. He's doing, yeah. <laughs> and that was the start of my career. Mm-hmm. That's how it all started. Right, right. So yeah. that that uh, removed removed the pressure of being a drummer to being a musician ah i love that you said that yeah drummer. yeah that's where you are now yeah. right now you're a musician yeah yeah of course but all of a sudden what you did was you remove that pressure of whoa, 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 whoa. this is not a circus i'm not yeah when i play behind the, i can do the circus but i'm not in a circus yeah yeah that's correct that's correct and like to expand on that i i think it's it's also the idea where me and you, and this goes for the new generation as well, we all have to be teachable Yes. at that time, whether it's harsh yes. or it's very nice. Fortunately, I never had the harsh treatment. I know. Uh, yeah, but, but you, know, <clears throat> it, you know, getting approached like that, you know, telling me like, yo, relax. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, had, I had to really, really like, because I had an ego, right? Ah, this is where the humility yeah. comes in. Let's yeah, talk about so that, that. That's, that. That's really what it is. Like you have, when you're with a band, regardless, even regardless, if, if, you, if you're playing at church, like church, I got away with the chop stuff, yeah. but I can't get away with that for long, you know? Yes. So I look at that as like, you know, I still got a job. You know, I still got to drive the band. I'm not here to, you know, show off. Well, I mean, 
there's times uh-huh. there's times and i know i'm very i'm very blessed uh, by the lord that you know when the time comes i'm able to still do it you know so <laughs> um but of course you know the main the main job is to just support the band para si tony royster yeah right and then like ibuki jz and all anong ginagawa niya kay jz groove just groove just groove yeah i don't know if people un- really know that you know because like people in social media they look at you know tony royster or eric moore as uh, a really uh, heavy chops guy aye, but aye. like see but if, i don't know if you noticed that eric moore played with eros romazati yes yeah and groove lang yun. and just groove he's just grooving like <laughs> and i was just like when i saw him uh play i was just like wow he's finally living it yeah because like you know i you see his stories i'm getting you know yeah the chops get you noticed mm-hmm. the grooves get you the get you the gig the gig Absolutely. I agree 100%. Is that I mean, and Eric Moore just drove that notion a lot further. Yes. Just drove it a lot further. So, kela pumasok ang humility sa buhay mo because you said prior to the contest, I mean that ego was there. You're riding high, but now you're kumbaga, you know, before off cam when we were talking off cam, you're like, "No, no, 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 no." There is humility in my heart. Oh, right. uh I think every time that yeah I, i definitely was after the drama for sure um <clears throat> because i've always been getting praises from from drummers all around the world yeah whether it's in person at the time <laughs> uh in person or via social media via social media dms and stuff like that like you know they said you know like thank you for inspiring us all that all that jazz but the thing was like you know it wasn't me it was <laughs> the lord so like uh that's that's my mindset now because you know i w- you know my my i think my humanness would love to embrace it yeah and but it gets you i think it kind of like gets you away from like you know the the reality that this was like the drumming thing right. is is a gift It's a huge gift. So, so would you say that more or less God, God has blessed you to become a blessing to other people? Oh, absolutely 100%. 100%. Um without without him, I mean, he has the option to still let me have it or to take it away. So, the fact that that uh <clears throat> he's still blessing me with with it, you know, I'm still able to worship him with it. That's all that really matters to me. And that's when the humility comes in. Nice. That's when the humility comes in because um like I'm able to be taught. I'm teachable. Like I'm I'm coachable, right? And, and you're not. And, nah, I know I'm that. Like yeah, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Like no, no. Like I I really like, you know, like if I take any advice from you, if I take any advice from anyone else, even from people who are not drummers specifically, like I don't give a blind eye. Yes. To them. Like I accept everything, whether it's BS or not. <laughs> diba, you have to filter it inside. Filter, yeah. Self filtering, like not you talk to the hand. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You exactly. That, so, yeah. so that's that's very, very, very important to me. Yeah. And you know, um, even your even your your aura, even your vibe is very positive. Oh, yeah. So you. I appreciate that about you. Oh, yeah. So what's next for you? 
Well, right now we're just <laughs> going through uh, going through a pandemic. And After the pandemic, though, what's pandemic? What's, yeah. Well, you know, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure at this point. Uh, you know, I'm still like just uh, <clears throat> promoting my YouTube channel, and that's and uh, work. By the way, I will post a link in the description below so that you can subscribe okay. to Mark's yeah. uh, so YouTube channel. And uh, I'm still going to school. My parents encouraged me to go to school just to have an open mind. And uh, what's really great about them is that they want me to play music still. Right. So, you know, even though when I'm in school, even when I graduate, okay, because I'm going to graduate in, say, two to three years. Nice. So once I do that, they want me to play. Yeah, they don't want me to, like... To, nah. to go into the academe. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. They, they, they really want me to like, let's, let's, let's see what we can do with drums. So <clears throat> right now, it's just... Give it a chance, mm-hmm. Mark. Since your mom and dad would still want you to play, give it a chance, who would you like to play behind? Hatsune Miku. That's, <laughs> that's a rhetorical question, yeah. I would say that because... Um, I mean, not not only because I love her so much, but I think when I went to her concert at 2018. By the way, I went I went to her concert in 2018. Uh, the reason being was my friend from Puerto Rico won a song contest in there. Uh, oh, and I was the drummer for it. So I recorded. So that song that won second place uh, <clears throat> was featured in her EP. Yeah, the nice. 2018 EP. So that sold over a million copies. And so the vocal community knows who I am. Yes. So, and they definitely know my friend now. So um, it was a huge blessing. My friend flew over from Puerto Rico, stayed at my place, met him in person for the first time. <laughs> it was an amazing experience. So we went to Miku, Miku's concert. Uh, if you know what she is, she's just avatar, persona. Yeah. Vocaloid persona. Um. But the music was just great. Have you ever uh, reached out to to her? No. Well, see, it, she's not real, so <laughs> she has a company behind her, Krypton. Uh, we, I mean, I I have reached out, but of course, no reply. So um, they're they're at big, least at least you've reached out. Yeah, they're they're a big company, and uh, they know who I they know at least they know who I am. Right. But uh, what's what really helps is that one of the former drummers that played with her. In Japan, they know who I am. And so uh, me and him, we just message back and forth. Also because he's a, f- he's a fellow Pearl drummer too. Google Translate, how mm-hmm. do you guys talk? Oh, he actually understands my <laughs> English. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah, he does. Um, he actually understands my English. So that's very nice. Um, but he's also, that drummer that I talked to was also the main reason why I, I play Pearl drums. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's him and Nate Morton from The Voice. But... Uh, he's one of the reasons why, because, um, let me tell you, let me tell you a story yeah, about, about it. Tell me a story. Because growing up, I was watching a lot of Miku concerts, a lot, a lot. And in 2013, they had this concert in, Kans- in Kansai, Japan, I believe. And, uh, he had a drum solo. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you there, but, okay. um, we'll take a short break. I want to talk about that. Okay. Just so that we got, let's get this uh, message in and then we'll get back with Mark and his drum solo oh, again. Yes. yes. After the break.
And we're back. So now we <laughs> we stopped at <laughs> drum solo. You're yeah. gonna do a drum solo. Yeah. So uh, okay. So his name is Ryochi Kikushima. Um, he was the drummer for Miku at the time. Um, he still does play with her, uh, based based on location. Okay. Um, but uh, the thing was, he had a Pearl Masters kit, same setup as mine. Except that it was a master's. Not custom? No, not custom, I don't think. Okay. But it was just, when I heard it, I was just like, wow. Wow. <laughs> are, you one of, are you one of those guys who are, who's uh, one of those drummers who's particular about the drum sound? Not really. Not okay. really. Um, but when I, heard, when I heard Pearl, I was just like, I need one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the drum off was obviously the best opportunity. So I mean. On top of that, Pearl treated me like I was their son. <laughs> nice, no? So, oh yeah, of course. So I took that in consideration, signed with them, and been with them for, this is my third year. Third year. Yeah, third year. Can you ask another drum kit? Would they give you another drum kit? I would, I would get a good Dis- artist, artist discount. Yeah. Okay, good. And uh, they actually, yeah, they actually hooked me up with, yeah, some really good artist deals. So okay. um, when I have the appropriate funds... Then I would get I would get I would get some gear from them, but I think at the moment I'm satisfied. Um, I currently have three three pearl kits right now, yeah, and one of them is vintage, so which was nice. which is very nice, which is very nice. Um, I have a pearl masters right now, and then I have a pearl vintage export series, yeah. But the thing was, it wait. Was, uh, the, the, when you say vintage, were they made in Japan still or I think it was, Taiwan? I think it should be Taiwan. Taiwan, okay. Uh, they were in the 90s. Okay. So I would say I would still say vintage, but you know those, I, those, I, those were the ones you know, I grew up with. You know what? I hate you. <laughs> Fuck it. 90s vintage. Uh, uh, that's, what they, that's what they call it. <laughs> that, would, they, they call that would probably be my pearl expert kit. Yeah. <laughs> To be vintage is seventies. Oh, okay. You know what? That's a good point. That's a good. You know what? I, I'm looking for those, but so far no great deals. But. Yeah. Nineties okay. <laughs> vintage. Yeah. So ever since, ever since you know, Ryochi played Pearl, um, I was just like, yeah, Pearl's Pearl's the right choice. So, okay. Yeah, that's that was basically why I, um, I signed with them, and then the other reason. Was also because of Nate Morton, actually. Uh, guys don't know. Again, he is the drummer of NBC's The Voice. And what was really, really nice is that after the drum off happened, there was a party. So um, he was the first one that like greeted me the time I went inside the party. I was just he was just like, "Holy shit!" Like I am so glad to meet. Like he was like ecstatic. I was just like, "Why are you ecstatic?" <laughs> Because he saw he saw it and like he loved it and like he was major fan and the thing was I was a major fan before I even thought about doing the drum off you know I watched all of his drum videos yeah all the way to this day to present day always watched him always supported him we have each other on on phone text each other nice. from time to time and uh, like he's my and he told me like yo you need backline I got you. <laughs> What if he asks you to sit in at one of a... Oh, I would so grab it. Are you ready? I would. You'd be ready. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, because you do you read? Uh, I do. Okay, I do. But the thing was, I learned, I learned how to like uh, make my own charts through him. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because remember he, Nate actually plays like you know a hundred songs. Yeah. Per week. Yeah. So he has no time to write charts. Yes. Like you know with with the melodic notes. Yes. And stuff like that. It's more of like a guide. Yeah. So he he has his hieroglyphic system uh-huh. that he uses, and I use it. I had, I adopted it because it was it, it was quick fast. it was fast because the thing was the songs that he was learning very basic right, right. it's not the fusion yes right like he's not playing any you know fusion slash jazz songs so um, <clears throat> the charts were very very basic and uh, simple to understand so I adopted that and when uh, <clears throat> when it came to learning new music for church or any other band. I adopted that system, and I only need to listen to it once. Nice. Yeah. What so. would be, what would be the hardest genre for you? Latin. Really hard metal. Like it has to be like if it's really really double double pedal heavy, I have to work on that. So, but definitely Latin, metal, um. Probably pretty fast jazz. Like if we go like up tempo swing, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be able to go that go that route. Um, and I believe I know there's some other genres that would give me trouble. I think probably like the most complicated gospel gospel stuff would definitely like. How do you how do you practice? Ooh, practice. <laughs> like what do you mean? Like do like I- like how would how would you practice your chops? It's a good question. And because honestly, when it comes to chops, I don't really like expand on them very much because. But you had to get your vocabulary in, right? When yes. you were starting. Yes. So when I, oh, okay, okay. So it was actually <laughs> through watching a lot of gospel chop videos, and then, <laughs> and then trying to implement it, try to understand what they were start doing. Start slow. Start slow, and uh, and my thing. The thing was, I had a friend who was also a fellow champion, Tony Taylor. Um, Tony Taylor Jr., very great guy. I uh, love him to death, and we're, we're just like brothers. Um, but <clears throat> I watched his videos. I told him I'm inspired, like, teach me a lick. <laughs> teach me, he teaches me a lick. And so we, we've been friends ever since. And, uh, but that was, like, my first dive into the gospel chop world. All right. Right, because I was never introduced to gospel chops until, um, until Tony Taylor came around. I mean, I knew who Eric Moore and Tony Royster was, but I never labeled them as a gospel. Yeah. You know, as like those guys from Gospel Chops. Like, they, I mean, they do it, but I never like viewed them as that. I, I always viewed, viewed them as like, oh, these guys are very, very fast. That's what I viewed them as. I never like labeled them as a Gospel Chops. Gospel drummer. Choppers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so when Tony introduced me to, the, to that world, I was just like, this is very interesting because it's like, Solo oriented, but it helps each other out. Right. Because the general idea of a shed is actually not to show off, is to actually work on your vocabulary, like you said. Yes. So, because like people view it as a competition sometimes, like it's not. It's not. You go to a shed, you're not there to compete. We're not competing. You're there to get, to give and get, actually. Yeah. So, and and, uh, one of my friends told me, like, you're happy. It's like when you're shedding with someone in front of you or where, how, are, how many other drummers are playing with you. It's like 
view it as like you're having a conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, let's see how your how deep your language mm -hmm. can be. So it was more of an of an encouragement thing, not of not a not a <clears throat> competition. Like to, to mean, show who's better. We're drummers. We're yeah. not guitar players. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, but but see, but that <clears throat> that kind of mindset kind of runs to the drummers' world too. Like, there's there's, I I bet there's, I'm, oh, I have yeah. no doubts that there's some cats like who's yeah. just there wants to, yeah, just like kill people on the kit. Yes. I'm just like, yeah, you can do that, but what's that gonna do? Yep. Right? I'm still alive, you know. <laughs> so like, I I every like the proper drum set players would view a shed that way. So now you've learned this new lick, you've learned this new chop. You mm -hmm. go back your own place and shed by yourself right when do you when do you tell yourself yup nailed it when does it become like that it's a good question too and you, you give me some good questions um i love them but i would say honestly i don't think i mastered it yeah wow yeah i don't think i mastered it um because there is just little details, you know, just little details. The stroke, mm. the angle, you know, the, the velocity of, you know, how hard you hit and the technique that you use, you know, it affects everything. Yes. And that's what's really good about, like, doing, doing a shed. Like, you can hear yourself. Yes. You know, for, for the first time. Or even if it's the first time or, like, the thousandth the thousand time, you hear yourself. Like, okay. <laughs> that kind of stuff. But you get, you get to hear yourself. Like and it doesn't mean, and what's what's really really funny is that you can hear yourself on another kit, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes it's not your kit. Yes, you just go there, and, and then you're not used to the sound, and mm -hmm. now this is yeah, different. Exactly. Now this is different. It tr it throws you off sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so that's why I would say I didn't master it. No. Uh, and uh, I mean, because there's always still ways to go. There's always still ways to go, and. Uh, <clears throat> The thing is to when you watch those videos for the new gens, like don't get discouraged when you see those things. Yes, because like people have this mindset of like, oh, I'm gonna quit because like this guy is just like crazy. <laughs> He's not you, right? So I mean, you just gotta you just gotta realize that you know that th those videos inspire me yes. rather than discourage me. That that kind of thing, because when you talk to them, especially Tony Taylor, because he he sheds when when he was younger but you know when you talk to them they're generally nice people like they yeah. they're not there to like you have to flex yeah. yeah they're not there to flex you know they're they're there they're to, to inspire inspire absolutely mm -hmm. and so when when they told that to me i was just like oh and this is like this is this that's encouraging you know the way i see it <clears throat> when i when i watch uh gospel Mm -hmm. Chop artists, Eric Moore, those people, and all like that. I am, I get excited because they're doing something to an instrument I already have. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? In yeah. other words, <clears throat> mm -hmm. this, these are the drums, right? Yeah. These are his drums, these are my drums. Right. He's doing that on his drums. I, I have a similar configuration on my drums. Yes. So the only thing I need to work on is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that should be the mindset 
when you practice. Mm. It's not, it's not, I, I, it's, that's so important. I, I'm so glad you said that because that's so important when it comes to practicing. It's like, you're not there. You're not practicing to improve a rudiment. Yeah. You're not practicing to improve your musicality, right? You're practicing to improve you. Your, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so deep. Oh, <laughs> I agree. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's the mindset that, that we need to establish. Because your discipline plays a big part. Oh, yes. Your commitment plays a big part. You mentioned rudiment. Rudiments are not going to change. Mm-mm. They'll always be there. They'll always be there, yeah. What about you? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's very... Yeah, so that's how... That's kind of like the reason why I don't really like <clears throat> like work on... Like the little stuff right. a lot. Like, you know, uh, playing like 7-8 on top of 4-4. Four, four. I don't really do that kind of stuff because I know when I play in a band, that's not going to be me. Yes. Like, I mean, I love I love Mike Portnoy. I love all those guys that do play, do do the polyrhythmic stuff. But I know for a fact that's not going to be me. So, yes. like, my job is to just drive a band. So the thing that I do when I... When I practice, it's just jam. Which is good, right? Yeah, just jam. I, I just plug my ears in with some bomb music, whichever you prefer, and just jam to it. Because you know what? Um, other drummers may not, may not be aware. Even, even any musician for that, for this matter, mm-hmm. may not be aware. But the music you put out, the performances you put out on the social media is actually your resume. And yeah. if they don't represent who you are, like what you said... Mm-hmm. You're wasting everybody's time because yeah. you might be, you might be invited to audition for a gig you never really want to mm-hmm. do. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, you might never get invited to an audition mm-hmm. for a gig that you've been wanting to do because the music that's out there that that kind of represents you on the space mm-hmm. isn't it's, really isn't really you. Yeah, that's correct. So, you know, when I post stuff on Instagram, that's like really me, like. Um, I remember this one time where uh, my friend Vlad, Vlad, I uh, forgot his last name, fellow pearl artist, um, but <laughs> he was like, you know, commenting uh, about like he shouldn't be lectured <laughs> on certain on certain by certain people by certain drum group who claim to be drum groups, and I was like, I agree with that completely because, like, you know, like those those people who comment, like, where have you been? Yeah. Like this dude right now is a Berkeley graduate. Graduated from Berkeley. Uh playing jazz mm. full time, being a full time musician, living the life, you know, or trying to make ends meet or something. Something of the sort. But he the point is he's being a full time musician and keyboard warriors are just I know. Like, I know. So why is it always there? So I told you. So I when I when I when I want to express myself, like I really really express myself. So I posted a video in response to what he said. I told him chops over groove. It was so funny because like it, it was a joke, obviously. So like I'm the drum master. I'll tell you what to do. So I did like <laughs> I was so fast. I was like drumming all over the toms and <laughs> like just like just going crazy. He laughed at it. It was it was very entertaining for him. So, but like see like. Even it's not just the drums either. It's actually also the room that I'm in 
Like you, you yeah. look at my room. <laughs> you see Miku all over it uh, because that represents who I am. Like, like I'm just a cheerful guy who really, really likes Hatsune Miku as my dream gig. That would be my dream gig. And, uh, you know, that's mainly what I enjoy playing. And, yeah, so, I mean, social media, yeah, please don't be fake. That'd be great. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know, when you post, I know you're real. You know you're genuine. Yeah. Yeah, I know you are. So, and that's that's very great that I get to experience Thank you. that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm a, when I when I saw you on Instagram, I was just like, hold on, that's a <laughs> that that deserves a follow. I exact I really know who you are. We just haven't met yet, so thank you. Yeah, so I'm glad we're here. So. Right. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for being here. I really appreciate oh, you. Man. I appreciate. This is here. the first of many. Huh? I want you to come back when the pandemic's over. I want oh, you to, of course. I want you to get behind the kit because we do have performances. And, okay. Uh, yeah. You. You got me, and um, <laughs> well, I mean, because you're in the the SGV, so we're we're practically neighbors. Yeah, we're practically neighbors. Yes. So yeah, we'll get together more often. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Pakpako, Pakares Pakchaga podcast. Thank you so much.